Welcome to episode 37 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's Tuesday, people. Tuesday is 10th September 2000, 2019. How's your week going? Is it going well? Two days in, people. You're two days in. Three to go. Tomorrow is half time in the fucking working week for you people. Um, it's been all right for me so far. Um, it's been okay. That's all it's been so far. Um, since last I spoke to you Saturday, did that gig Saturday night in Camborne. Fucking lovely gig. That was nice gig for, um, big deal comedy. Um, Jason Stamp over there booking it. Um, little, nice little room, like probably about 70, 80 in, something like that. All fucking up for it. Brilliant. Nice little gig. Uh, last night I was in Derby uh, doing some new stuff, uh, just trying that out. Uh, that's the way it goes, people. Um, you do the paid stuff mainly at the weekends and then Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, uh, trying out new stuff or getting the odd uh, paid gig, but most of the paid stuff's at the weekend. That's how it works, behind the curtain in the UK comedy scene. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was doing um, uh, new stuff last night in Derby, uh, Derby, and um, uh, it was uh, it was uh, fucking painful a little bit. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. It was fucking painful. Um, it was in a conference centre. Uh, it was a bit of an ad hoc sort of... Um, uh, gig uh, that uh, one of my mates had organised. Uh, Big Johnny P, who said about it on Saturday night when I saw him at the Camborne gig. Uh, and I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll come over and do some new stuff there. And there was about eight people in the biggest room. Uh, it was like a fucking lobby of a hotel uh, with people uh, sitting around, about eight people. And then the comedians were sitting further back from them. And then behind them, uh, where we were all sitting, there was a group of about five guys. They must have been about 50 metres away. Um, taking it all in, enjoying the comedy, uh, but not wanting to actually sit further forward. Uh, so it's just a case of fucking going up with notes and just saying it out loud. That was it. There was virtually more coffee machines in this foyer bit uh, than there were audience members. There was about four coffee machines, I think, and about eight audience actually listening. Uh, all couples, they were all right, though. They knew the deal. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, it was not a great gauge of whether the new stuff's going to go well or not. Um, but that's what you've got to do sometimes, people. You've just got to take the fucking hit and think, right, okay, I'm doing new stuff. I need to say it, say it out loud. Um, with your bullet points, getting all keen and excited, then you turn up and you're like, ah, fucking hell, it's going to be one of these. Um, but uh, let's have a little bit of coffee tonight. I oh, know, I'm mixing it up, people. I've run out of fucking tea, that's why. Um, yeah, so um, that was, uh, it was pretty painful going through that. Um, it was, The room itself was that big and it sort of like went down a level, so you're in a sort of like, as I said, sort of like on the night, it felt like a fucking posh cockfighting pit that we were in. 
that was at the Derby Conference Centre, um, which looks quite posh in that. And there was people, it is, but it's one of those sort of places where fucking people go on sales courses and they give you a little name badge and a little bottle of water when you walk in and you get your own little pen and pad uh, with a branding on it. Um, I remember that from fucking years ago. I used to do sales years ago. I used to work for um, McCain's Foods years ago, uh, doing sales for them uh, before I started doing stand-up. Um, this was like in my early 20s. And uh, I remember having to go on those sales courses, the most fucking boring, mundane shit. You have to make make it look as though you're interested, don't you? Because your boss is there and uh, you play the game. I might as well just say, everybody get on your knees and just suck this corporate cock for about two hours. Um, yeah, it was just like the most boring, boring thing uh, I've ever partaken in. And then uh, they get you to throw throw a little ball around, don't they? You know, introduce yourself to the group. I'm Ben and I can't be fucked to be here. I want to be somewhere else right now. Uh, but you can't be honest because they don't like that sort of shit, do they? Uh, you've got to be a super keno. But I eventually lost that job. <laughs> never, never get me to work from home. I know that's um, uh, the... Uh, uh, the whole strategy of what I do now, uh, working from home, essentially. But uh, I'm my own boss now, aren't I? That's it. But never, ever get me to work from you uh, from home, particularly when I was in my 20s, because uh, I was just like, yeah, I could watch daytime TV. I could go out and visit some clients. I'll just ring them up and uh, get them to place an order anyway. And then uh, they hadn't seen me for about six months, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was another job gone. Uh, but um, anyway, I don't need that shit now. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Um, but the gig itself, um, yeah, there was one p very perplexed lady, older lady, who just kept staring at me. Um, there was uh, another act who was there on a date, I think. Uh, oh, I haven't seen for a while. and um, And then two other couples. Um, so it wasn't a great gauge of, uh, how the new stuff is going to go across, but I said it out loud. That's the main thing. Uh, did a, fucked around with, um, it a little bit on stage and started thinking about how I was going to present it. Uh, like, <laughs> like I'm in a conference center and I've got a fucking PowerPoint. Ah, dear. Uh, don't get me started on people using PowerPoints in stand-up either. Fucking hell. Uh, don't get me started on that. Just stand there with a fucking mic, people. It's all right. You don't need... Uh, the idea is you're meant to uh, create that imagery, surely, rather than just click and show it. There you go. Anyway, that's my little rant about that. Um... So, uh, yeah, so it's been, I had to cancel the gig tonight because I was in a little bit of pain earlier and um, it was another new material night, but thank fuck the geezer who runs it is a nice guy and uh, sorted it out a little bit. So I've been in all fucking day uh, since, uh, since getting back earlier. So it is now like 1030 in the evening. I know it's a late one. What you've been doing, Ben? Not, not loads. 
to be honest. I've been uh, trying to fuck around, um, trying to write this uh, new little sections that I'm going to be doing in the podcast but that are not going to be tonight. I'm, I'm sorry. I know I'm building it up. I know I keep saying. And when it comes around, you'll be like, really? Is that it? Is that it, Ben? It's all about the build-up, isn't it? It's like fucking FA Cup final day or the World Cup. It never lives up to expectations, does it? It's always the things that come out of the blue that uh, surprise you. Everything that's meant to be a great thing is never really lives up to expectations. The Olympics was probably the last thing in the UK that everybody thought was going to be fucking shit and turned out to be uh, pretty good, actually, Um, from our perspective anyway. Let alone, uh, I don't know uh, about the rest of the world or your perspective, uh, but from our perspective, the Olympics was fucking all right. We did a good job uh, when it was in London. But anyway, uh, what else, Ben, have you been up to? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I had a bit of a shocker. Uh, I had a bit of a shocking thing. Uh, Well, it's not that shocking, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I had uh, some uh, a fucking advert. Everything now. I don't know uh, why this advert turned up on my Facebook page. I don't know. Uh, I'm curious as to what. Maybe it was talking about um, doing that gig the other day um, in the uh, where it was like multi-sexuality gig or something like that um, that I did the other day. I think that's multi-sexuality. Yeah, you can call it that, can't you? Yeah, of course you can. There's gay guys, lesbians there. Straight people, multi-sexuality, isn't there? I always find um, uh, uh, the whole uh, the whole term gender fluid is a little bit strange. I always find I thought they could have thought of a better term than gender fluid. It just sounds I don't know, sounds icky, doesn't it? Sounds like you know what's that on your jeans? Ah, it's just a bit of gender fluid. Um, yeah, it just sounds I don't know. I don't know what else I'd call it. You know, um, but um, yeah, gender fluid just sounds like it sounds like a fucking specimen that you'd take into the fucking doctors. <laughs> just go out the room, sir, and put a little bit of gender fluid in there. Anyway, on that note, um, on the sexuality note, uh, I had a little advert come up. Um, now, I don't know uh, why this came up for me. Um, but, uh, somehow the Facebook algorithms have worked against me and have started questioning my sexuality, people. I don't know. Uh, I've got an advert coming up for 10 tips your friends haven't told you about dealing with your breakup. Now, this was from info.gaybreakup.com. I have not, I have recently gone uh, through a breakup within about the last three months, but uh, unfortunately it was not a gay breakup. Uh, So uh, the old Facebook algorithms, maybe they thought, maybe they thought, all right, sounds like it's a gay breakup. We'll just throw this in there. Uh, Or maybe this is uh, looking for the future for me. Um, it's got, uh, the title on this is Gay Relationship Hangover, and it's, uh, hi, I'm Lindsay Flynn, and I coach gay men, uh, gay men on how to bounce back after a breakup. My clients are looking for a way to get past their breakup pain and void, uh, they feel after the breakup. Download the cheat sheet and get 
the coaching tools I share with them. Still hurting after your breakup? Question mark. Ready to get past it, but those pesky feelings keep bubbling up. Why is there one specifically for gay guys? Why specifically gay relationship breakups? Plus the fact, Lindsay Flynn. I googled her. That's a woman. That's a woman giving advice on a gay men relationship breakup. I I couldn't think of anyone least qualified to um to give advice to a gay man how to handle their breakup than a woman. I know. I know women can do everything these days. I know that. I know they can. But surely just a normal gay guy not that there's no such thing as a normal gay guy but um you know just a gay guy giving advice um would be the best thing wouldn't it not a straight female uh giving advice to gay men how how to get over their breakup um i don't know people i don't know maybe it's me maybe it's me maybe maybe i'm missing something there uh, let's have a look. You know it and I know it. The void you're feeling is the hardest part of your breakup. I want to help. Enter your email address and click send me my 10 free tips. Fuck off, Lindsay. Um, which I would advise any gay man to do uh, with, uh, with that and not click on it. I researched her and um, she is a straight married lady. Now, uh, part of her pitch was that uh, nobody really targets gay men um, and helps them through their breakup. That's because they've got loads of friends who are in touch with their fucking feelings. They've got loads of guys who they can go to or loads of women that they can go to and pour their heart out and don't get fucking judged for it. Why doesn't she target straight men getting through a fucking breakup? Nobody ever does that, do they? This seems like it's hitting a bit close to home, Ben. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, uh, yeah, nobody ever pitches it to them, do they? Come in a safe environment and you can talk about your feelings without being fucking questioned about it. Or without uh, being relentlessly tormented. Uh, for the rest of your life by your friends because you showed a modicum of emotion. Um, Why not that? Why doesn't she set that up? She's found a little niche that I don't think really exists there, Lindsay. I don't think that niche exists. I think gay men have the best outlet to show their feelings within that situation. Don't you? I don't know. I think they do. I think they've just got like many a path they could take and walk down where they can shed their tears and uh, and get their emotions out with regards to a relationship breakup. Or they can just, you know, bang their way through it, can't they? Just go on grinder, find the next one, and just fuck your way out of that pain, gay men. That would be my advice. This is why I am probably not an advice counsellor um, like Lindsay. Lindsay Flynn, um, but uh, I would, yeah, just get yourself on, my, that would be my advice. Just get yourself on grinder, just bang your way out of it until you don't feel anything anymore, until you've forgotten about the person you're with or you were with, 
And then, you know, just get out there, people. Just fuck your way out of that situation. <laughs> that is advice to all gay men out there who are going through um, uh, heartbreak and heartache from a straight guy. Uh, just try and fuck your way out of it. I don't know. You can quote me on that. The just try and fuck your way out of it school of uh, of uh, breakup relief. That's it. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, talking about sexuality, um, read an article this week as well. I don't know. They're, they're branching off all over the place, aren't they? Sexualities these days. Um, you, you used to be, it used to be, you had straight, uh, you had gay, uh, you had lesbian, you had bisexual. Uh, there was the four, basically. Uh, now, uh, everything's being categorised. Um, each individual person uh, seems to have their own um, sexuality uh, category, which, you know, class it as you want, to be honest. It's none of my fucking business how you get laid, is it? No. That's always been my philosophy. I don't really give a shit how you have sex. Um, I'm more concerned with the way I uh, go about that. Go about that. That sounds fucking sinister, doesn't it? Uh, I'm more concerned about with how uh, my own sex life to how other people, you know, if you want to go out there, you know, break up your boyfriend and fuck as many guys as you want just to get over him. Get out there and do it, guys. You live the best life you can do. Um, but I had not heard this term before. Um, this term is uh, demisexual. Now, I don't know if you've heard this term before, but I haven't. That's for sure. Hey, you live and learn every day. Um, this is for those who are not asexual, but not celibate either. The new label is helping define their love lives. Uh, Lydia Buona. Buenato, oh Jesus, was 27 when things finally clicked and her lifelong weight was lifted. She wasn't a freak. She wasn't a weirdo. And she wasn't, well, let's not be the judge of that, eh? She might be a freak. She might be a weirdo. She might just be uh, demisexual as well. Hey, you can be all of those things. Those things are not mutually exclusive. And she wasn't alone in feeling the way she did about sex and relationship. She was. She discovered demisexual. Do, do, do. I don't fancy people, she says, almost apologetically. Uh, demisexuality, she says, is a relatively uh, straightforward term to describe how she identifies herself in the world. I don't have a primary sexual attraction to anyone the way most people do, ever. I identify as straight and I'm not in any way approved, but I need to have a deep emotional connection with someone before any sexual feelings appear. Hey, you just got standards, sweetheart. That's what it means. That's all it is. It's not like you don't have to re-fucking uh, hashtag yourself as demisexual. You just got standards, it sounds like, doesn't it? <laughs> you like to get to know someone before you bang them, eh? You're not like uh, the rest of us fucking animals who are just like just trying to fucking procreate uh, as much as possible before we die. You've got standards. That used to be called having standards. You didn't need a fucking separate branch of fucking sexuality for it. I want to get to know somebody before I bang them. Ah, oh, I'm demisexual. No, you're not. You've got standards. Um, 
but it's been really helpful to identify with something that makes me feel comfortable about my sexuality. Here we go. I can have one night stands or sexual escapades or fancy a random person who is interested in me. I don't have that desire at all. My brain works that doesn't work that way. Hey, man, my brain works differently from everybody else's. I'm probably a genius. Uh, but it's not been uh, it's not been identified yet. But my brain, fucking people who go on about that, how their fucking brain works these days. Fuck me, that's so fuck. Oh god, it winds me up. Like, hey man, my brain doesn't work like that. My brain is like wired specifically to work like this, and uh, I'm just like on a higher level than everybody. You're not fucking Einstein. You know what I mean? You're not fucking Einstein. You're not fucking creating a fucking cure for cancer or something. You just don't want to fucking bang the first person who come, you come across. That's it. Or don't come across as the case may be. <laughs> fucking hell. The amount of people out there who think they're fucking geniuses just because they don't want to fucking think that... Uh, be the same as fucking everybody else's out there. Oh, dear. And they're suddenly like, hey, man, my, my, you know, like, when I go out the house, I fucking uh, close the door and tap it three times. My brain doesn't work the same as everybody else. Fuck off. Um, anyway, let's get back to the article. Um, let's have a look. Where is she? This is the bit. This is the bit I argue with. I have sexual urges, but it's only when I'm in a relationship uh, that has come out of an intense emotional connection. I don't have a physical type. It doesn't matter what they look like. Oh, fuck off. Fuck off right away. She has, oh, it doesn't matter what anybody looks like. A fucking, yeah. Okay. If somebody had their face half hanging off, but they had the fucking greatest person to talk to, in the world, you're gonna bang them, are you? I don't think so, sweetheart. I don't think so. We all th- we all say that, don't we? We all say, oh, it's not about looks or anything like that. But that's just so we don't appear to be shallow fucking people, is it? We all look at people and go, nope, instantly, don't we? You have that instant thing, don't you? When you meet somebody and you're like, mm, never gonna fuck them. Because of based on their fucking appearance, isn't it? And then you just discard. You might shock yourself sometimes. You might get a little bit desperate sometimes and think, oh, yeah, not my usual type, but, you know, they're here and available. Let's do this. One night only. That's the only thing. (laughs) And never fucking talk to them again. Um, But, um, yeah, saying uh, that no, but looks don't matter. Ah, that is the biggest fucking lie ever told in uh, the fucking dating game, that is. That is one of the biggest lies ever fucking told by humanity, that looks don't fucking matter. It's up there. (laughs) It's up there with other great lies, like, it's not you, it's me. It's not. It's definitely you. You are have something wrong with you, and I don't want to be associated with that. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, so this is a a woman who uh, 
likes to really get to know somebody, and um, that's uh, demisexual, apparently, apparently these days. It was a phrase first coined in 2006, never heard of it before. Uh, a thousand, uh, over a hundred thousand registers on Twitter uh, for this. Uh, Jesus, people need a strong emotional bond. This is what it's for. Demisexuals, people who need a strong emotional bond. They sound fucking needy to me. They sound frigid and needy. That's what it ought to be called. Frigid and needy. Not demi... <laughs> Not demisexual. Frigid and fucking needy. That's what they are. You don't want to put it out until you... It's like these people who don't want to get have sex until they're married. What's wrong with you? You might get there on your wedding night and the geezer's got, like, fucking a dick that's split in two like a fucking lizard's tongue. And then you're stuck with that for the rest of your life, that fucking lizard's tongue banging up against your fucking labia, trying to get in there. I don't know. But, um, yeah, anyway, knock yourself out, sweetheart, if you want to live your life like that. Plus the fact, I don't think... she She must be a looker. She has to be a looker to be able to make these choices because if she was rough, rough people don't make these sort of choices. Rough people get what they can get. That's it. They're not going to make the choice of, oh, well, I really want to get to know somebody because they don't get the chance to get to know somebody because they're fucking ugly. Not that I'm a fucking oil painting, by the way. (laughs) As you can probably see from the fucking podcast pictures. But, um, yeah, so demisexual, that's it. Frigid and uh, <laughs> frigid and fucking needy. Ah, uh, dear. Uh, but that sounds bad, doesn't it? That sounds bad. They can't call it that. So they'll have to call it something like demisexual. <laughs> anyway, what are we on? 25 minutes fucking hell, people. Jesus. Five minutes to go. Uh, right, okay. This was, uh, let's have a look at this. Let's bring this story up. This is fucking unbelievable. This is a story that I saw when I was looking through uh, stories to read uh, this week. And I was like, this is a story for my podcast. Definitely. It's got my podcast written all over it, this story. Uh, just the heads, headline, man quits his job after being outed as Australia's notorious poo jogger. Yeah, it's a poo gag. It's out there, people. This guy, he was said to have relieved himself 30 times outside the same block of flats. Now, I don't know. Maybe it was a dirty protest. Maybe the flats were blocking his view. I don't know. Maybe he was upset with their fucking configuration of the flats. I don't know. Maybe he couldn't afford one of the flats and it was a comment on it. (laughs) I don't know. But somebody has shit 30 times outside the same block of flats. A man... Accused of serious, serially pooing in public, he's quit his job after a photographer caught him relieving himself on a suburban Brisbane street. The man named as Andrew Douglas McIntosh was dubbed the poo jogger after a story in Australia's Courier Mail which featured the former manager supposedly defecating in public. McIntosh was photographed holding toilet, uh, at least toilet paper, Outside the Logan Road block on May the 11th. Oh, well, at least he cleaned his asshole anyway. He could have just curled one out and fucking left it there and then jogged on. You wouldn't want to do that, would you? You'd be chipping it off with a fucking chisel when you got home. Especially in Australia. It's a fucking dry heat out there, people. <laughs> you got to wipe it off 
as you fucking shitting on the sidewalk out there. He's alleged that Macintosh 64 fouled on the private uh, fouled on the private footpath of an apartment block near his Green Slopes Brisbane home 30 times. It was near his house as well. Near his house. And he's just he's obviously doing it for a reason, isn't he? Somebody's upset him. Nobody just shits on the outside a block of flats for no reason, particularly 30 times. You'd vary it a little bit. Even if you had a fetish for pooing in public, you'd vary the places you went to, wouldn't you? You know, you just wouldn't. Uh, maybe you found a nice place, you know. Everyone's got a favourite toilet, haven't they? You know, I go to places regularly and I think, ah, you know, I'll take this one on the end. It's out the way. There's a lot of toilet roll. There's no piss around the seat. It's always a bit cleaner. I always try and go in the uh, disabled toilets. I know. I know. But they are a cleaner species, the disabled people, than regular people. I know. They are. They don't, they're don't. not going to be pissing all over the seat. They don't seem to be pissing all over the seat anyway. Not from what I've seen. So I'll try and sneak in the disabled. Never been caught either, to be honest. Never been caught. Never been caught in that situation when you're using the disabled and there's a disabled person waiting outside. I've never had to fake an injury because of that. <laughs> ah, dear. Anyway, when his reputationally seemingly with his, here, here we go, here's the pun starting, with his reputation seemingly in the toilet, Macintosh has since stepped down from his job at a quality care manager at Avio, a company that runs retirement villages. <laughs> and got a fucking picture of him. Oh, this is brilliant. Seven News Brisbane. Oh, you're a godsend on Twitter. The Brisbane job jogger who defecated. He's got his fucking ass down. Uh, his pants down. His ass out. Um, he looks as though he's just about to receive a um, heavy telling off in prison. <laughs> he's got a fucking toilet roll in his hand and he's looking at the camera. Oh, man. That is fucking amazing picture. That is going to... Uh, there's one for the family album. Oh, Jesus, man. Uh, so uh, that is the serial jogger of fucking uh, poo jogger of uh, Sydney. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I, I ain't going to lie to you. I piss up and down the country in laybys because I can only travel a fucking hour towards a gig and then I have to find a fucking layby. And there's always somebody about. As soon as you fucking whip it out, somebody will fucking come walking by with a dog or something. So you get, you get, you treat it like an SAS operation. You jump out of the car, have a quick piss, get back in again, zoom off like that. Don't even look back. Don't even look back. I tell you what, if somebody fucking gets murdered in one of them laybys, they're going to find my DNA all over it with piss and fucking spit and no doubt what else. But I have never shat in public, I must admit. Um, I have never, particularly outside a block of flats, um, which is round the corner from my house. Fuck it. <laughs> I want to know why he did it. It doesn't say. This is where journalism uh, goes wrong these days. They don't actually come to the point about why he he actually fucking did it. Oh, fucking hell. Um, I don't know. I don't know why he's done it. Maybe it was just caught short all the time. 
gets uh, he has very regular bowels. If he's if he's not doing it out of spite, he has very fucking regular bowels, and he is planned for it as well with the old toilet paper. And they he said, <laughs> I'd have just put a toilet roll outside on the wall for him. Yeah, just help yourself, me old buddy. Uh, anyway, that is the uh, poo jogger of uh, of Brisbane. Uh, I have never heard anything <laughs> fucking dirty as that. Ah, oh, Jesus, man. Anyway, that is episode 37 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I will be back on Saturday, people, with a bit of a revamp. It's happening Saturday. Oh, yes. Finally, the procrastination is over. Uh, I've pretty much got it there or thereabouts the way I want it uh, to be for Saturday. So we'll try that out. Tune in in your thousands. Um, obviously, um, if you want to uh, uh, send me a message about anything, it is just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. Have a good week, motherfuckers, and I'll speak to you on Saturday. <laughs>